Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex Symphony 107.1. We play the best symphony music. It's like beautiful music, only better. <laughs> it is P.S. in the morning. 610. Boy, was it beautiful yesterday. You know, almost it, was. Ma- it was. It was It was. really lovely. Almost made you forget how screwed things up are. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it was just it, one of those things. Exactly. Like, that was like exactly what it did. God, what a nice day. You're driving around. I know people are going, well, what are you doing driving around? What are you doing driving around? Hey, you know what? We're essential. And you're not. <laughs> Is that terrible to be? Shelly and I were kidding about the fact that, um, and you know, there was a story behind the CISA letter, and you don't know, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. The CISA is, and I keep getting this confused. Let me see what this is. CISA is a government agency that I didn't even know exists. C I S A. And it stands for, what is it? Cyber Infrastructure Safety Administration, I believe is what it stands for. And it's a division of Cyber Infrastructure Safety Administration. And it's a division of Homeland Security. So this is essentially is an agency that was created after 9-11. It falls under Homeland Security, which was one of the agencies that uh, was uh, you know, brought about by the, uh, the uh, attack on us by the terrorists who hijacked the planes. And essentially what CISA does, CISA is responsible for critical infrastructure uh, and the workforce. So in other words, your cellular phones. The guys who climb the towers, the guys who work in the offices where all the computers are that run the cellular system, that run the landline system, that run the cable system, that run, you know, pretty much anything that you uh, uh, sort of, you know, rely upon as far as communication infrastructure. And uh, and I, I'll be honest, I heard this on, uh, God, when this first started two weeks ago, I heard this on 97.1. Dave Glover comes on the air one day and says, Wow. Things are getting really weird. I got a letter from CISA. And he talked about the same thing. He didn't even know who it was. And essentially, it was declaring him as an essential person. And the point of it being is that you're supposed to carry this letter with you. That if, for example, if they do lock things down and we go under martial law, that me specifically, because I'm the guy that also engineers the radio station, if one of our transmitters has a problem, I have to be able to get in my truck and drive to the transmitter site and not have the police pull me over and throw me in jail. And not only that, we have to get back and forth to work to be able to go on the air. And once again, someone said to me just yesterday a snide remark that I got on, uh, well, I won't say the social media site. It was a direct message to me like, why do you consider yourself to be essential? We don't really need you on the radio. Okay, maybe you don't, but somebody really sent that to you. Oh yeah, you know it's like it's like it's like come on, you know. Wait, how did you reply to that? How I, did you reply to something like that? I didn't. I just let it go. Good. <laughs> you know. Did you know this person? No, and and you know once again it's one of these things where, okay, in the big picture, are we like the police department, or the fire department, or the paramedics, or the nurses, or the doctors at the hospital? No, but to a certain extent, you know, what we provide is information. You know, we talk about things. I know we do goofy stuff and say goofy stuff, but we do have a serious component. We had Mike Elam on. We'll have people on this morning. Matter of fact, we have uh, what Jan Jan Stanzik this morning from from, uh, 
you know, uh, uh, Jan's, Jan's travel. Travel and cruise. Tell us about what's going on with the cruises. And, you know, and obviously that's not a good situation right now. And she'll give us the, I mean, I don't know if she'll give us the situation of the people who are actually cruising, but sort of an update on if you scheduled a cruise, you know, what the status is, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, and the point being is that we are licensed by the federal government. We have three radio stations. And one of the things that still goes back to uh, the Communications Act of 1934, which is still part of, I mean, almost, what, you know, 70, what, 85 years later, uh, we're still governed to a certain point by that. And one of the things that the Communications Act of 1934 stresses is that radio stations, at that point in time, there were only radio stations, operate in the public convenience, uh, public interest, convenience, and necessity. Okay, and the idea being the necessity part of it is it's times like this that we have the EAS system, the emergency alert system. And if you listen to this station, if you listen to our other station, KSOQ, uh, if there's a storm that comes through, tornado warning, our station goes off. Now, I've had other people say to me, well, what do we need radio for anymore? I have my cell phone. I get those alerts on my cell phone. Okay, great, wonderful. But A, your cell phone may not be on all the time. B, when you're driving along and and we've got the system set up so that like it goes quick and we're on automatic to the point where if there's a tornado warning or some kind of a thing issued by the National Weather Service the uh, you know the well uh, weather wizards of Weldon Springs excuse me Weldon Spring it's singular uh, it goes on the air literally seconds after it is uh, you know issued and a lot of times I've had this on my cell phone where I've been listening to our very own radio station and the alert has been a couple minutes before it went off on my cell phone. If you're in a situation with a tornado, a couple minutes, life and death. You know what I mean? And I'm not Absolutely. trying to I'm not trying That's to exaggerate true. that, but you know, sometimes the warnings come because these tornadoes pop out of nowhere sometimes and you know, in a couple of, a couple minutes I mean, that's the difference between you getting down in the basement or something like that and you not getting down in the basement and the tornado, you know, doing severe damage to your home and hopefully not to you. But anyway, the idea being is that we are licensed by the FCC and we have to provide these services. We can't just flip the switch and say, well, you know what? Listen to Camo X. They got, you know, they got all those news people. Um, We have to be here. So we have our CISA letters. And what was interesting was... I sent, uh, you know, the day this happened, I call Washington, D.C., the organization CISA, and talk to a guy there, and he says, I'm sorry, but we don't issue those letters uh, for state. Uh, if, you're a, if you were a federal employee, we would issue one of those letters, but you would, aren't really a federal employee. You are a broadcaster, and you need to contact your local uh, government to get a press pass or some kind of a letter like that, which I did. And I talked to two levels of local government and, you know, both very nice to me, but they essentially said, we have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) And the one just yesterday, she responded back a couple times and I actually sent her a copy of the email that I got from CISA saying, we don't issue these letters that has to be issued by uh, a, uh, you know, a local, a state or county or local government official. And I sent that letter or that email to a county person. And the response was, I have no idea what they're talking about. So, you know, there are no press passes. So long story made short, 
I won't tell you how I got it, but Shelly and I now have our CISA letters, which is sort of funny because I got I got the CISA letter on the day that I got the email from CISA saying they don't issue CISA letters, and there is no such thing as a letter to uh, communications workers for critical infrastructure. And what does your letter say? That, that were a, you know, and it's on the letterhead from CISA, and essentially says. We are, you know, essential workers. Is providing emergency communication sustainment <laughs> right. and restoration support to critical communications infrastructure facilities in response to COVID-19 declaration of national emergency. Right. Now, before you get mad at both of us and say, well, hold on a minute. This is a time of, of, of this is a time of, you know, emergency and, you know, agencies are getting hammered and I get it, you know, and I don't want to be part of the problem. You know, and and I, but I think it's funny that in times of non-emergency, this kind of stuff happens all the time. You know, I mean, if you, you know, I mean, I told Shelley the story about a particular county government situation I had where I went to one office and the lady said, "Oh, that's not me. That's so and so." And I go to her office and she says, "Oh no, that's not me. That's." And she gave me the name of the lady I just talked to, and I said, "Well, I just talked to her." She said that you're the person. And she says, no, that's not me, it's her. So I go back to her and I say, okay, I just went and talked to her. And she says, it's not her, it's you. And she says, no, it's not me, it's her. And at one point I said to both ladies, I said, can you both come out in the hall? Because their offices were like, like right down the hall from each other. I said, can you both come out in the hall and can I stand in the middle of you? And can you just both tell me at the same time that I should talk to her and you can just point back and forth? No, I'm not doing that. You know, it was like, and, you know, once again, customer service, okay? I mean, I will never forget that, uh, you know, there, uh, when I was, when, you know, years ago, uh, I mean, like, you and I talked about this. We have a client on the air here, uh, Gus Beffa, Chris Offenberg, Ford Lincoln in Washington. Yes. And Gus has, and he runs the place, and he has what he calls the 10-foot rule. And the 10-foot rule, and isn't funny now we have the 6-foot rule, but, uh, you know, this is the 10-foot rule. And the 10-foot rule is that any employee that comes within a customer, within 10 feet of a customer, no matter what level the employee is, if it's like, a, you know, a mechanic who's walking through the showroom to talk to a customer, you know, another customer, or let's say he's just walking outside, you know, he just parked a car he worked on, and he walks by a customer who's looking at cars in the lot, he's to address that customer and say, you know, Ma'am, sir, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a salesperson, but, um, you know, I work in the repair shop, but, you know, is there someone I can get you to help? Uh, some, somebody I can get to help you? Is there, you know, a salesperson? Or did you have a question about that car? Or did you have a technical question? I'd be more than happy to answer a technical question. And the idea being is that that point of contact, you know, that everybody becomes sort of the ambassador for that particular business. And the idea being is that you may not be able to help them. And they may say, you know, I was looking for a used, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Let me, let me walk you over into the, uh, you know, the, the sales office. And we've got, uh, you know, uh, Leonce, uh, uh, who is the excellent salesperson here, or Barry, or whoever the salesperson is. And they'll be more than happy to help you. And do it that way. But yet, when you deal with the government, sometimes it's like, not my job. Talk to them. You know, 
you know, that happens also in civil service. Well, it happens in civil service. It also happens in private industry as well. Well, I get it. So don't just blame oh, no, it no, all no, 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 on no, the feds. No, no but what? No, I, and I'm not saying the feds. I'm saying government in general because of the fact that I, you know, I don't think that a lot of government workers, especially that deal with the public, realize that they're in customer service. They got a job. This is their job, and they do it, and that's all they do. And I agree with you. There are people who are working the government who are excellent at that, and I've dealt with those kind of people. But it seems as though sometimes maybe it's just me. You know, when you deal with the people, they're like, I don't know, I don't know, not my job. You know, that kind of a thing. I do know exactly what you're talking about, and it's even, and it's not even just in person. It's also. Well, everything is virtual now and people are calling now and, you know, I've been trying to work with um, a company that's cool and I actually regret that. Well, you, you, you cut out. You were trying to work with a company that that was not local and I regret that. I'm paying the price for that. Why are you paying the price? Because they haven't gotten my order right. Oh. <laughs> well, and it's been two weeks. Well, you know, one of those things, you know, and, and, and are we perfect? No, Shelly and I screw stuff up, but we try to own All up to it. Yeah, we try to own up to it and say, you know what? We blew that. You know, we made a mistake yeah, on that. But we'll know. take our comeuppance. That's yeah. kind of how we roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every once in a while, you know, like once in every, you know, 350 years that Shelly and I make a mistake. No, I should say, you know, I make a mistake about every 352 seconds, but Shelly's usually a lot better than me. Oh, well. Until okay. I talk into my Nord. We talked about this yesterday with Mike Elam, and it yeah. seems as though that uh, there's growing. Matter of fact, the governor of California is now calling out the states by name, and guess whose name he mentioned? Uh, calling out the states by name who haven't issued a statewide stay-at-home order. So there are some people. one of them, I Yeah, gather. there are some people that say it's going to happen today. Other people that say it's going to happen tomorrow. But Governor Parson is essentially is going to say, okay, stay-at-home order. And, um, you know, we talked about the ones yesterday, or what was it? Uh, today's Thursday. Tuesday uh, was Maryland and what was the other state? Maryland and Virginia issued yeah. stay-at-home orders through, what, what did I say, June 10th? Wasn't that the date I gave? June 10th? Yeah. Well, these are, I, I heard that, like, this um, particular letter that you're talking about from um, CISA. May 28th. Isn't that what the date on it is? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we have we have CISA authority until May 28th. So you know what? Yes. Don't give us any grief between now and May 28th because we will just slap that CISA letter right in your face and say, hey, I got a CISA letter and you don't. <laughs> that's kind of actually how it's gonna go do, do we take ourselves too seriously or what don't mess with me <laughs> you know you better be you know i mean like you know let's say somebody gives you grief today you know just just here's what you say don't mess with me i got a sissa letter and you know what you don't so that makes and me sissa is not for sissies i think they, i'm pretty sure they call it Sissa, but you know, with our crazy English language, it could be Kissa too, C I S A. 
but normally no, it's CISA. But it's I mean, cyber. But, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Exactly, cyber. Yes, the, the the C the C would be the the S C instead of the hard C C. The hearts is that that weird? You know, you know. The National Communications Coordination Branch. Think, think about how tough it is to earn our lang- to learn our language. You know, uh, people see, well, you know, cat, you know, you know, crawl, uh, you know, that kind of a thing, and then they see a C, and they go like kissa, or they go like, uh, or, or like, 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 for example, the word scissors, sickors. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's the yeah. point where it's like I it's do. Like, yeah, like, the English language is kind of uh, different. It's like the streets in St. Louis that have three different names, but it's the same street. You never get off of it. Yeah, there well, are four different names. Yeah, but that's not as confusing as some cities. I mean, like for example, it absolutely, it's confusing. Well, no, no, we don't. We don't have the situation. We in, like in downtown, like in downtown St. Louis, and also like in certain other communities around here. Washington's like that. They have the French system of of streets where the streets going one direction are numbers and the streets going in the other direction are like for example the streets in the city of st louis north and south are numbers and the streets going east and west are trees you know you got olive and you've got you know uh, you know things like that but like in new york you could be at the corner of fifth avenue and fifth street which to me gets really confusing. Minneapolis is like that as well too. Minneapolis has a system where where there are street numbers, are street names that are numbers, and there are seven, are there avenues and there and there uh, streets. So in courts. No, no, they don't have it in the city. In the cities like that, it's either oh. streets or avenues. That's the way it is with 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 um, with New York, where you can have a, a, a numbered si- number, you know, like Fifth Avenue, but there's Fifth Street as well too. And they run, I can't remember how it is in New York. One of them, the, the streets run, <coughs> excuse me, I think the streets run north and south and the avenues run east and west. I'll look at that. And, and you know, because I know that's that's pressing information. Well, all I know have. is that Hanley is St. Ferdinand. It is, um, what else is Yeah, but, but Hanley's different because Hanley, they. Hanley's not different. And no, neither is no, 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 no. Hanley's different because Hanley. Was a con- was a conglomeration of a bunch of streets they turned into north Graham. and south. That's what it was. Well, yeah, but but they didn't all connect. See, it used to be that Graham Graham they ended. They did my whole life because no. the only way that you could actually get to no, 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 um, no. North County hey. from Clayton is taking Hanley. Okay, you are talking to the authority because I because you're the, the no 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 no. I used to live on Graham. And 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 they and 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 to the point where I mean it wasn't Graham when I lived there, but the problem was that when I went to like you know I owned a house there, up up in Hazelwood, and and the problem was sometimes when I had things to do with like the deed of the house, it still showed the address and it was a different address, a totally different address. It wasn't even the same address. It was a different address on Graham, and there were old maps. That when you came south and Graham off of 270, when you came south and Graham, it ended down in Berkeley. And if you know where I'm talking about, if you go south and North Hanley from 270. I know exactly. Because and, I, 
actually walked that stretch. Yes, but that, but they, but that they put those together. And another part of North Hanley was Carson. When you get down in like the Venita Park area and areas like that, uh, and they, the, the the county put that together where they made a street that goes north. You know, Hanley goes from you know Clayton all the way into North County, but it didn't used to be that way. And that's what's confusing is a lot of the streets on there because when they consolidated them, they changed the names. That's why the, the name changed because they essentially the streets didn't connect and then they connected them all and then they put one name on all of them you know and i think it's and, and it started the same way when you go south uh but then ultimately you get to a certain point on hanley in the south where it ends and it turns into um Laclede station which is even more confusing but anyway exactly what are we talking about uh people are going like what the hell are they talking about we got to play some commercials we'll be back at six thirty. this is bs in the morning I am Brad. He is Shelly. Hi, Shelly. How are you doing? <laughs> I know he's there, everybody, because you can hear me. Normally, he keeps me down. He, he keeps my volume hey, down. Hey, no, just just think about what you said. There's going to be some woman who's now going to send me a nasty text. that's going to say, Shelly said it. You're a man, and you keep her down. She said it. Normally, he keeps me. Right. Gonna oh be. my goodness! People need to lighten up. You think I'm kidding about stuff like this? Oh my god! Yeah, I, I do actually. I can tell you a funny story about a dude friend of mine who. Oh, this is actually sort of funny because he told me this. He gets a a email from a, from a, 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 a let's call it a a female friend of his i don't know exactly what the relationship is but i think they're probably friends or maybe more than friends anyway he gets an or no a, a text from her saying you know and she's off work because her job is essentially not essential and she's doing stuff around the house and she's watching some home improvement video and they're talking about, well, you know, here's what you should do around your house. And they're doing all the maintenance things. And they're talking about one of the things is changing the filter on your furnace. So, you know, most of the time it's pretty easy. You know, there's usually like a little panel. You go on and find it on your, you know, your, your, your furnace or your, your air handler, whichever kind of, you know, system you have. And it's usually in the basement. Or if you have like a house that's, it's sort of tough if you have a house that's like a, um, um, you know, like a slab home, like, you know, it doesn't have a basement. Sometimes the HVAC system is up in the attic, <clears throat> like in apartments and things like that. They're normally like in a closet. We have one. Our, our house is zoned and we have one that's up in the in the attic above the garage. Right. So some of them are hard to get to, but majority of them, you know, yes, in, they in, are. at least in the St. Louis area, if you have a house with a basement, that's where your furnace is. Anyway, so she's watching this video and and it says here's what you do to replace your air filter and you know so she goes downstairs and pulls out the air filter and when she looks in there's a dead mouse in because this air filter is like in the bottom of the furnace and she when she pulls it out pulls this little access plate out there's a dead mouse in there and then she goes upstairs and texts him and says you're not going to believe it, but I'm grossed out. I was watching this video, and it told me how to do this, and I pulled out the filter, and there's a dead mouse in there. And she goes, and she, you know, and it's like, ew, like that, okay? So he texts her back, do you want me to come and get the, you know, get it out of there? And she texts back, no, I'm a feminist. I'm perfectly capable of doing it myself. So, so it's like, he's going like, well, then why did she text me? You know? 
<laughs> you know, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, and, and at that point, it's like, and I've told you the story that, you know, when I go in and out of do- stores and stuff like that, I'll always hold the door for someone. And it hasn't happened to me in about the last year or so. But I've actually held the, you know, like where I've been walking into a store and you hear someone walking in behind you, but they're not necessarily right behind you. Let's say they're like 15, 20 feet. They're still come off the parking lot or, you know what I'm talking about? And I've held the... I do held, know what you're talking about. I've held the door open for women and they've said to me, I'm perfectly ha- capable of opening the door myself. Okay, whatever. You know, and I sort of just bit my tongue and, you know, and, and the idea being was I do the same thing for a dude. You know what I mean? If for some guy I walking by. I have never had anybody said that Oh, to my me. God. You know, Unless and, they were just, I had one time a disabled person said, you don't have to open the door for me. I can get it myself. Well, I get where they're coming from because of the fact that they're trying to be independent. But still. Yeah, I know, but that's a, that's a fine line because you don't want to sit there. And be a jerk and not I, I, offer them some help if they're struggling. I agree. But by the same token, you don't want to insult them and, and make them think that they need to have. Yeah, but look what they did to you. They made you feel bad because you were trying to help them out. You know, they essentially pointed out the fact that, like, you know, like, well, well, I'm handicapped, but you know what? I can take care of myself. You know, I mean, you know, once again, it's common courtesy. I mean, geez, where in a it world? It is common courtesy. Where in the world did that go? I always you know? open up. It doesn't matter who it is. I always open up the door for people. Well, yeah, once again, it's just like, you know, and see, see, the thing that bothers me about it is, is that everybody is sort of like subdivided themselves. Like, well, I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm a, I'm a Latino man. I'm a blah, 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 blah. Hey, we're all humans. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, you know, we're, we're not monkeys. We're not, you know, we're not uh, panthers or cougars, although Shelly could be, you know, she, well, no, Shelly's not a cougar anymore. She's, She's a panther. <laughs> or we could be a fox. <laughs> what does the fox say? <laughs> you almost had it perfectly. You, it was, was it live or was it Shelly, you know, recorded? <laughs> And then there's the classic one. I don't think that we should be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called panthers. Okay. I go back to after 9-11. There seemed to be a niceness that sort of swept over the country. And Yes, and I think that this will prevail as well. We will see the worst of humanity and the best of humanity. I was drinking, it's true. I was drinking my soda. I, I was going to say... So far, I've seen the niceness. And, you know, once again, once again, man, I, it happened to me yesterday. If I'm out and people go, oh, he's out and about. Hey, I'm a single guy, live by myself, you know? I don't have a kitchen, okay? People are like, what? I do have a kitchen, but it's full of, full of tools, which is a whole other story. Uh, but I don't have a functional kitchen. I don't even have a sink that works in my kitchen. That's how bad my situation is, okay? If I turn on, well, I do have a sink that works. Uh, the, the water runs just fine, but when you turn on the water, it pours out underneath the sink. But that's a whole other story. Uh, but Because there's no pipe? No, I got a bad. Or no dishwasher. No, dish I've got a sinkerator. Yeah, I got a bad. Uh, when 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 the place was abandoned for several years, uh, you know they didn't they didn't. Uh, I live in an abandoned house. <laughs> when the place was abandoned for several years, they didn't uh, purge the water lines, and uh, several pipes froze and broke. And of all crazy things, the uh, 
garbage disposal broke because there was water in the bottom of the garbage disposal because uh, wow. there's always a little bit of water in there. And when it froze, it broke the bottom of the garbage disposal out. I mean, literally, like, cracked the bottom of it out. So it's got a big hole in the bottom. So water goes in, water comes out. Uh, anyway, the point being, um, my routine is I go through the drive through I go to, you know, the grocery store, and I thank the people working there. And, I, and I'm walking up down the aisles yesterday. And I said to the one guy, you know, hey, hey, man, thanks. You know, a, a guy at Schnooks, hey, man, thanks for coming in and working today. And he looked at me and he says, you're the first person that ever told me that. You know, and I'm going like, well, hopefully I won't be the last because I do appreciate the fact that you're here and you're keeping the place stocked because you know what? If the Schnooks wasn't open or the Deerbergs wasn't open or wherever you shop, we'd all be in trouble because we made fun of the preppers. And now the preppers are sitting back going like, ha, 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 I got two years worth of food and you got... 24 hours worth of food. Ha, ha, ha. Right? Do you think that's what the preppers are doing? That's pretty much accurate, <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're all going neener, like... Neener, boo, boo. <laughs> right, right. You made fun of me when I started, you know, buying all this stuff online and going to the preppers convention. And, you know, and now I'm the guy sitting here with, you know, with water that's, you know, like the last me for the next three years and enough food to feed my family for the next two years. And... You're you're trying to you know you're sweating it out going to the you know to the store trying to find toilet paper, but that's all another story. Okay, it's six forty-seven. Tornadoes can destroy buildings. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Do 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 do. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. Still is seven oh four. Good morning. It is BS in the morning. Brad and that's what I said. She's just jumping on stuff all the time. It is BS in the morning. Brad and Shelley and we have a special guest on the phone with us this morning. Jan Stanzik. Jan, good morning. How you doing? I'm great this morning. How are you, Brad? Doing fine. Now, Jan is a brave woman because, first off, she's going to come on the air with uh, me, and I'm going to talk to her, and she's uh, brave just for that. But you are in an industry that a lot of people are probably going like, wow, she's uh, she's in a tough industry. She is in the travel business. That's right. Yeah, it's it's been a little tough over the last um, month or so, but... Um but we're going to get through it. It's it's all going to be good. Now, let's talk about that. A uh, lot of people, you know, who've had vacations booked, how's that going on right now? Let's say you had something booked for May or June. Um, what are you doing with those people? Well, I think that for June, I think everyone's going to be great uh, and, and be just fine as long as it isn't to Europe. Um, Europe is going to probably come back a little bit uh, slower. Um, we have uh, we, uh, most of the tour companies have their dates out right now of when they're going to start um, uh, tours again. You know, Ireland isn't until like May 31st. Um, Europe is kind of like maybe around July. So I don't think you'll see much going on there until in the, uh, the until the end of June, maybe the beginning of July. But the Caribbean, it's coming back much faster. Um, uh, things are going to start happening. The cruise lines are set to start sailing again around May 12. Now, that could change, but um, that's what it is right now. Uh, two of our most, well, one of our most popular things is the charters to places like Punta Cana and Mexico. And those are set to come back and start rolling again on May 21st and May 22nd. Now, and there hasn't been much out of Mexico as far as uh, the virus is concerned. Uh, matter of fact, I haven't heard hardly anything. Are the resorts down in Mexico, are they running right now, or are they shut down as well? Most of them are shut down, uh, but actually they just shut down. 
and I think mostly because uh, the borders were, were closed, and so they there wasn't a choice. But most of those did not shut down until uh, t- towards the end of March. Um, dates around March 27 and in um, 25th and things like that. So uh, I'm, I know that they have some cases down there, but nothing, nothing to the degree that we have here. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's what we were talking about the other day. Uh, and it's just to the point where you don't hear hardly anything about what's going on in Mexico. Um, and, and I think part of it has to do with the fact that it's warmer down there. And, you know, like with the, you know, the, you know how it is, you, you worry about getting flu and viruses in the winter, but you know, the further south you go in Mexico, it doesn't get that cold in the winter. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, and they're saying, obviously, they don't know a lot about the virus, but they do think that the heat is one thing that kind of makes it die out. So uh, I do know that they have some, you know, around, uh, but I mean, very few uh, compared to what we have here. So it's all good. And I'm sure that closing the borders was the best thing that could have happened to all of them. And uh, what they do have will die out. Uh, and so, but by May, you know, by the end of May, it, um, everything's going and rolling again as it is set right now. Again, like I said, you know, it's changed about two or three times and it can change again. But I think that we are set to uh, start flattening the curve, as they say, hopefully. Uh, and uh, fingers crossed and prayers given. Um, but I think that the end of May, we're going to see a big, huge difference. Now, you have been through, you've been uh, doing this for how many years now? Um, embarrassed to say about 40. Wow. So you've been through uh, the economic meltdown to 2007, 8, and 9. You were around uh, during 9-11. Um, yep. How would you categorize this as far as, you know, it's like 9-11, you know, it's it's nothing like anything before. How, how, would, you, how would you put it where we're going through right now, travel-wise? Well, I think that 9-11 was probably the worst thing prior to this. Uh, but the thing about 9-11 is it was short-lived. It was only about two weeks long, and then things came back uh, relatively quickly. I was on a plane two weeks after that happened, and wracking because, you know, just um, you just it was the unknown. But everything was fine, and nothing happened after that. This is, is obviously long-term. So we, we truthfully have been canceling every reservation that we had booked, that we've booked for months and months, we canceled all of Mar- uh, Mar- well, the majority of March, all uh, in all of May, uh, all, all of April. So sorry, all of April, all uh, most of May, and that, you know now we're into the very end when things are going to start coming back. Now the cruise lines are saying that they're going to start sailing again on May 12. I have my fingers crossed. I, you know, again, everything can change, but that's what it's set right now that most of the cruise lines are going to start back on May 12. And and the cruise industry is pretty much dominated by Carnival because they own a lot of the other lines now, Holland and places like that. Um, it, and, and and they're pretty well set. I mean, they're not to the point where they're not going to go on any biz, out of business any day. It's to the point where they've got a pretty much of a cash reserve, don't they? Yeah, no. I I mean, those those are, you know, enormous companies. So, no, I don't think that they will. I mean, hard hit? Absolutely. I mean, they are, they are taking hits every day. And um, you know, uh, uh, poor Holland America sitting out there not being able to come in with the sick people. I mean, that that's just a horrific situation. Um, and it's something that just has to play out. Unfortunately, no one, you know, no one ever predicted this. And, and it's just a, it's a sad situation. So, but it, it will all come back. Uh, I mean, we had uh, a call yesterday asking for a cruise for the end of the year. So, 
we we do know i mean i can tell you one thing from being in this business for so long is that um uh, americans only stay down for so long and then they are ready and itching to go so we do we do think that by the end of may that uh, our phones will be ringing and um, people will be calling and ready to get out of town i hear it all the time right now i am so ready to go someplace i myself have had about three meetings canceled i I could have been. I should have been in Punta Cana. I should have been in um, Orlando, uh, and I should have been in Hawaii. And all three were canceled. So you know, everybody is is going to be ready to hit the, the the road pretty soon. Now, do you do any any uh, trips to Las Vegas? Yeah, and all the time. And and that's sort of a weird situation. I had somebody yesterday ask me. They said, "Are the casinos closed?" Yep, casinos are pretty much all closed. They when, are. Yeah. When do you, when do you think Vegas is going to come back? Oh, I, I'm thinking about that May time as well. You know, I think that, so all of, we are held down, you know, uh, uh, in, we're in shelter for the month of April. And so then I think by, um, I think I also heard that by the middle of May that they're expecting things to turn around, which is probably why they have these set. And, you know, it's a big thing to set these dates because everything has to be cleared through so many different channels. And so, I think that they're feeling pretty comfortable with that May date for uh, the flight, the charters to start back up to Cancun and Punta Cana. So uh, that gives me a lot of uh, positive hope as well. Now, you talked about after 9-11 and after a couple of weeks, was it like uh, all of a sudden like a wave of business that came back to you or did it come back sort of slowly? Well, after 9-11, you know, it it was the scare uh, of everything. So, um, Uh, everyone was so afraid to get on a plane and uh, well I think that the flights did stop temporarily uh, for maybe about a week and a half but then and then the rest of it was just fear Um, but then um, everything you know corporate travel got back and everybody's uh, everybody's trips just resumed Um, this you know this obviously is just so much different now there are still flights that are flying it's just there are so many less flights a lot of the airlines have had to cancel uh, a lot of their flights because uh, I, uh, because they just don't have the passengers. So, um, it, I mean, it's taken its toll all the way around. The, the travel industry is hard hit, no doubt. Jan from uh, Jan Stanzik from Jan's Travel, and you have two locations. Let's give you the plugs that you deserve. Uh, oh, two locations, uh, phone numbers, all that kind of good stuff. Okay, great. Yeah, we, I have a, an office in Kirkwood and an office in O'Fallon in Winghaven. Um, travel leaders slash Jan's traveling cruise. I would love it if you would hop on and uh, and like my our Facebook page. I try to keep updates on there as far as when things are are starting again uh, when when we're when they're traveling. Uh, also, am, I've been asked to put specials. The fall is going to be just stocked with all kinds of great deals uh, for land vacations and for uh, cruises. So. Uh, we, you can find us at Travel Leaders slash Jan's Travel and Cruise there. Um, Brad, one thing that I want to say is, you know, as a travel agent, we sit there every day and, and make reservations for people uh, going on dream vacations. And uh, what we hear all the time is when we say, do you want insurance? A lot of people, of course, take travel insurance, but there's a, a, an, an also a pretty good amount of people that would that say, nah, I don't need it. I'm going no matter what. Well, these are the times that the no matter what happens, you know, that, that you don't go. So 
uh, one thing I can I urge people is this is one more time that travel insurance has really really stepped in and uh, and helped people out. Although I will say because of the circumstances, just about every tour company that we have that we deal with has um, also really given money back and taking care of people that those with travel insurance were even that much better off. Huh. And and I think, you know, you deal with, with a lot of different reputable companies. The reputable companies realize that if they start messing with the customers right now, they ain't never going to get them back, are they? Right, right. Well, and, you know, it's just, it's just it was the right thing to do. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and it, people not losing money, so. Yeah, no doubt about um, it. Yeah. And And once again, here's the question. Are you doing okay? Everything going, you know, I mean, obviously this is trying times for you. You've, you're a vet. You've been through it before. I mean, you, do, you, do you wake up in the morning and still have that vim and vigor to get to work? Or is it like, oh, my God, another day of cancellations? <laughs> well, I will say that the first uh, first two to three weeks um, was pretty discouraging and uh, uh, almost to the point of getting to me uh, because every day, you know, all these reservations that from both offices that we had made over you know, six, eight months, we were just canceling, canceling, canceling. And um, we actually don't have not, you know, there's not a dollar that comes in our door right now, nothing. Um, And so, but, you know, been through it all, been here a long time. We are working our 34th year in business and we don't plan on going anywhere. We'll make it. Um, The government is, you know, trying to help us as much as, as, I mean, it's remarkable some of the things that are out there. I'm applying for all of those. I encourage all small businesses to do the same, and um, we'll make it. It'll be okay. You know, wonderful attitude. Jan, I have to tell you, I've known you through the chamber for a while. You've been on a radio station. I do appreciate all your business. You are always a very positive person, very professional, and I appreciate you. And I hope that when things get uh, unfunky, shall we say, that you are just <laughs> get so busy, you won't even be able to talk to me anymore in the air. How's that? I'm counting on that, Brad. That's 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 my hope, and I so appreciate you saying those nice things. Well, they're all true, and and by the way, you always give great after-hours parties. We love those. Oh, <laughs> the, the, the reputation has, we have these things in the O'Fallon Chamber called after-hours, and essentially it's businesses that host uh, something, usually 5, 6 o'clock in the evening, and sort of a meet-and-greet kind of thing, which we can't do anymore, but that's a whole other story. But uh, Jan always uh, goes above and beyond the call of duty, and I still have my sailor hat from one was, I think, was last year, year before. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Well, you know, travel is fun, so we like to make it fun. Yep. Jan, thank you so much. Jan Stanzik, uh, Jan's Travel, and uh, you can find him. And get a web address one more time. The web address is www.travelleaders-janstravel.com. Um, and if anybody is interested in uh, travel from, uh, from May through the rest of the year or next year, oh, and also... Um, the other charters to Cancun and Punta Cana, they're all out and available for us to book for 2021. They came out early. So if you're, uh, like I said, prices are great. Um, so if you're interested in going, there's also a form to fill out to request um, to request travel on our Facebook, or I'm sorry, on our website. And then also, like I said, if you go to our Facebook and like Travel Leaders, Last Jan's traveling cruise. That would be. I would love it. Thanks. Got it, Jan. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you so much for being on the air with this morning. Do appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. Talk to you soon. Uh huh. Bye bye.
What a nice lady she is. I mean, how would you like to be in that she business? She really, right now? really is. I mean, and, and the, she's consistently nice. Well, it's not po- just the positive an attitude, act. man. I mean, she really is just a good soul. Oh yeah, and the positive attitude. I mean, you know me, Shelley. Last week or so, I've been like, man, what, what are we doing? You know, I mean, it's there's days where where I mean, like when she said, and I'd be very blunt and say exactly what she said. With our business, there ain't no money coming in. I mean, you know, uh, uh, the that's ab- true. I mean, we are not. I shouldn't even admit this. I mean, we just don't have any new advertisers. I mean, quite honestly, just none. And everybody, uh, you know, the advertisers are on the air who have stuck with us. Thank you so much. But, yep. you know, Shelly and I make calls every day. Nothing. And to the point where we are a small business. And, uh, you know, what's interesting about this is that I have had oh, a couple conversations yesterday with uh, other small business people, not necessarily in the broadcasting business, but in other businesses, and sort of like, hey, what are you doing? You know, you know, wh- what are you trying to do? What are you up to? You know, what are you trying to, you know, uh, you know, uh, who are you calling? As people are taking your calls or, you know, people responding to emails and things like that. And I think it's one of those things where, uh, you know, it's sort of the fraternity of small business, no matter what business you're in, you know, be it, uh, you know, auto repair or, you know, or like with Jan with the travel business, uh, there's certain things that we all sort of deal with. And uh, we're not the big boys. We're not the big monster. Uh, in our case, we're not the iHearts or the Hubbards or the uh, the uh, uh, intercoms. And, uh, you know, it's not to the point where we've got a billion dollar line of credit at the bank. You know, <laughs> matter of fact, <laughs> I've got my dollar line of credit at the bank, and that's the dollar I drop in the lobby when you could still get in the lobby and I think it's probably still there so that's my line of credit at the bank but uh, you know it's sort of funky and especially uh, you know in light of the fact that uh, we talked about this earlier probably today or tomorrow Governor Parson will issue the uh, lockdown for the state of Missouri so I really think that that's going to happen yeah I really do well I think he's being forced into it and uh, you know one of those things where I think that uh, that uh, Steve Ellman had the right attitude but even he's changed his attitude his attitude was essentially look you know what you shouldn't be uh, if you don't have to be out and about you shouldn't be out and about uh, but yet you know I mean some of the other crazy stuff like I'm seeing all these interesting things like I saw this thing this morning which was sort of funny but and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'd put that picture up on my Facebook page, but there'd probably be somebody who is Catholic who who would who would complain. You know what the picture is? No. It's a priest in it looks like it's in someone's house. It's a priest and he's in the left side of the frame of the picture and he's holding one of those super squirter squirt guns, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And on the other side of the room, about ten feet away, is a uh, young couple, and the the guy is holding the baby up, like out toward away from his chest, and the priest is squirting the little baby with the squirt gun to baptize the baby. And I thought to myself, okay, in one respect, that's really cute. In the other respect, how sad is that? You know, it's pretty. It's it's pretty. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's. I mean, it's ingenious. Yes, exactly. And it does. Right. You know, they're doing. They're christenings. Do, right. They're doing their social but, distancing thing, but at the same point in time, it's like, man, it's sad. We got to do that kind of stuff. But eh, you know what? I Jan had a positive attitude. You know, and just keep slugging yeah, she away. Does. You she know? always does. Yeah, she's yeah, just she's lovely. A, she's a good woman. She's a good woman. And uh, yeah, she's my she, doppelganger. People think that we look like each other. That we're sisters. Well, you have the same kind of attitude, and the only difference is that Jan is a safe driver, and Shelly is. Well, I won't even say. I won't complete the thought. Uh, 
Jan has never cut me off on the highway, and Jan has never blown past me when I'm doing. You don't know her car. The only reason why you knew it was me is because my license plates say "Be Happy." I know her car, and because you know her license plate. I don't know her car. I know her car. It's real easy because your license plate is "Be Happy." You know what her license plate is? Uh, no. I'm not Shelly. Westplex 107.1, the middle. Good morning to you. It is 7:32. This is BS in the morning. I am Brad. She is Shelly. Did I get it right that time, or did I screw it up? No, you actually got it right that time. <laughs> You've got to figure it out. <laughs> She's going like, Brad Shelley, man, man. <laughs> you probably couldn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, no, I could hear it because yeah. I, I was doing it. She's, so. doing, she's doing the mental math, you know, a little bit out loud, sort of whispering it. <laughs> BS, yeah, BS in the morning. I do that a lot. Yes, bsinthemorning.show is our web address. You know, couple minutes ago, well, two songs ago, we had uh, two songs ago and some commercials ago, we had uh, uh, Jan Stanzik on from Jan's Travel. And I, I have to tell you, I she she made my day because of the fact that if there's anybody in a business that if you had to say, well, you know, and people go like, oh, my God, that must really suck to be in your business now. You know what I mean? She's in the travel business, you know? I mean, and normally... What a great business to be in because she travels all over the world to personally check out these places. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is anybody can throw up a bunch of pictures on the on the Internet and go, hey, look at how great this place is. It's wonderful. And you get there and it's like terrible. Whereas with her. She's been to a lot of these places, and when she says, oh, my God, this is a wonderful location, uh, the service is great, and, you know, the place is super clean, and you'll love it, she's been there, done that. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. As opposed and, to the- And she is. She's she's takes the show-me mentality oh, yeah. and yeah. takes it to another level. Yeah, and once again, a small business person. Not a huge, you know, monster corporation. You know, she has their two locations in Kirkwood and, and O'Fallon out there in Winghaven. And you know what? She's uh, got people that are working for her. She's got a very nice office. I've never been to the Kirkwood office, but the O'Fallon office is very nice. Uh, she's great to deal with. And, you know, really, 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 to me, typifies an excellent small business owner and someone who's, you know, in it for you and me as consumers and also trying to help out the community at the same time. Because she's always involved with the, the trunk or trunk thing that we do and yes, she uh, is. you know and uh, you know doing things for the community stuff like that anyway good stuff um lots of stuff to talk about this morning uh 7 it is bs in the morning you can check out our website at bs in the morning dot show haven't talked about this uh much lately and quite honestly i've been a little bit uh, sort of busy during the day uh shelly and i are now doing instead of two hours in the air we're now doing five and we're on the air till nine o'clock in the morning and then we come back and do four to six and not to give you an excuse but i haven't been totally keeping up on putting the stuff on um, our uh, podcasts. I, I'm a day behind again, I believe, or maybe even two days behind now. Oof. And people notice that, Brad. I know. You have people who call and complain to you. Hey, where's the they podcast? Uh, anyway, I know I got Monday up there. I'll try to get uh, what I probably I'm, I don't think I've done one since Monday, so I need to get them up there. Anyway, you can go to our website, bsthemorning.show. You can click on the podcast link. Uh, it's actually a page on there on the website, or you can just go to bradbs.com. It'll take you right to the podcasts, and we put them up there and uh, try to keep them as current as possible normally i get them on like usually right after i get off the air but uh, with our, us pulling some longer days and you know what i have to tell you something I, and god it's gonna sound like i'm like gushing or something like that but you know what that interview i did with jan 
That's why we're trying to do what we're trying to do. We're trying to not be all gloom and doom. We're trying to get people on the air, talk to people. You know, we get Mike Elam on the air, and he, he's a pretty, pretty positive guy, but he gives us the straight scoop. He's telling us what's going on in the county, and he's keeping very much abreast of what's going on in the entire region and the entire state, for that matter. And, uh, you know, at the same time, him and I can kid around, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to essentially move things forward and not be like, oh, I, if I were you, I'd crawl down in the corner of your basement and cover yourself up and come out in a month you know, you know what i mean you know yeah yeah and, i do and and not that you should do what i do but man i'll tell you in the last week or so for sure the last week when i go into you know the schnooks or the deerbergs and i when i you know walk by those people yesterday i was walking by guys stocking shelves and schnooks and actually two guys and i said you know hey man thanks for coming in and working and both of them, the one guy was just sort of smiled and said, thanks. And the other guy was like, wow, what a nice thing to say, you know? So, you know what? Uh, there are people out there busting it for you and I, and a lot of people are sitting at home, you know. And by the way, I have not said up until this point, I have not said one thing about this. But you and I should talk about this next break. I'm going to give two words. And you're either going to know exactly what I'm talking about or you're going to go, what in the hell are you talking about? Okay, the two yeah, words. Me, what, what are the two words? Joe Exotic. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think everybody does. It's to the point where that's like... <laughs> Only because I saw it on Facebook. Oh, my God. I read, I read an article yesterday about... And if you know what we're talking about, it's this, it's this, shall we say, interesting character who's got like 10 names. His name's like Joe something, 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 something. And... He's right now in jail, um, and if you know what we're talking about, it's like uh, so bizarre and so weird, and uh, what's interesting is that yesterday I read an article about the woman, his nemesis, the gal who was at the Tiger Savior Center or whatever the heck it is, and she's complaining that the documentary people, the people that put this documentary together, have made it salacious and very, um, you know, uh, not really true to the story, okay? So welcome to the world of media. You know, welcome to the world of, of reality TV, you know? And I'm not saying that they did it on purpose, but the crazy thing about this is when you, doc, when you do a documentary, it's not like a reality show where you're saying, okay, here's what we want to have happen. We want to have, you know, like Big Brother or something like that, or The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. We want to have confrontation. We want to have tears. And to a certain extent, that's coached. Believe me when I tell you that. But when you're shooting a documentary, and what typically happens is that a lot of these documentaries, some of them take years. And I think I read the story that they were they were filming this documentary for, for you know, Tiger King or whatever the heck it's called for four years so nobody knew what was going to happen you know nobody knew what was going to happen along the you know it, essentially they were just there taking you know uh, shooting video the entire time and then after the whole thing ends up where he gets uh, you know if you know the whole story he gets thrown in jail for trying to kill this lady who's trying to stop him and I mean, who would have known that was going on four years ago you know nobody yeah so so it can't be you know like reality show where there's a it's not like like i kid all the time about like 
Pawn Stars, where the guys walk into the you know location and they've got a you know they're already got a microphone on, they've got the you know wireless mic and they've got the belt pack on, but you don't see it and they're already mic'd up because you know they already vetted those people. You know they have open casting calls for those people. Hey, we're gonna do you know another episode of uh, Pawn Stars and come on down to you know the so and so convention center in Las Vegas and show us what you got and we'll determine. And more importantly, they want to see how goofy you can be on screen. You know what I mean? Say goofy stuff and act weird and you know are are you know be bizarre you know what i mean that's what they're looking for they're looking for weirdos how come you've never yeah, they been, are how come you've never been on pawn stars before then because, <laughs> uh, because i don't want to take my stuff all the way to vegas do you, do you know when i wasn't the last time i went to vegas for the convention but the time before you know i went down there i i didn't know but yeah. okay it's a little tiny place it's not very big at all. No, I know that. Because when my Elbiff, which, by by the way, Jan's Travel um, made the arrangements for um, oh, my Elbiff right. Lisa. Sh- you know what? I should have mentioned that. Yes, that was that was the thing we did. But, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, you went. The, you did, well, you didn't go there. What Somebody went there, didn't they? Wasn't it her sister or something? The Pawn Stars? Yeah. No. You went there? We didn't walk in, but we were by there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little tiny place. You know, yeah, it is. It, on, on the sh- it's got a big sign. I think the sign is bigger than yes, is. the actual building. Right, and it's not in the best neighborhood in Las Vegas. Actually, it's not too far from downtown Las Vegas. Matter of fact, when you, uh, it's it's about I don't know, six or seven blocks from the the county government center. It's right down the street, you know, and then and, and whatever county it is, is that is that. Bexar? No, it's Clark County. That's right. It's right down the street from uh, the Clark County Government Center. Um, and and you know he 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 lost his he lost a lot of money. He developed. Did you see the thing he developed across the street? It no. Was, it was like some kind of little mall he built or something like that that had like ice cream. The Pawn Stars guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rick Harrison, I think, is his name. And okay. uh, he developed this thing across the street, and I don't think it went well for him. He 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 lost his shirt, but he's another guy. Okay. I'm going to ask you this, and be honest, on on as a woman looking at him, okay, and if you if you had to rate him one to ten, what would you rate him? Okay, Rick is the not the old man, but the he's, medium man. Yeah, he's he's the son. He's he's the his he's grand, the actual he, son, but he's the father as well. Exactly. Yeah, he's the, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I really don't look at um. Come on, the me, exterior of people. No, give me a number. I mean, if you saw him walking down the street, and you know, and you were with a girlfriend, you go, "Oh, look at that guy. What do you think?" And what would you say, just off the top of your your head, one to ten? Well, it would all depend oh on what came out of his mouth. No, no. Once again, you're walking no, down it, the street. It really does because okay. I could think someone's attractive. But if they sit there and start spewing a bunch of negativity, okay. I'm not attracted to them anymore. Okay, let me change the question. You're standing in front of your, your house. A car drives by, and it's a, a brand-new Corvette, 1 to 10. Okay, so, and, I'm, and you're wanting the, the, if I would think he's attractive with you're, you're making, the Corvette? You're making this so much difficult. Okay, once again, I get what you're saying about, I want to know the person, and I want to know what's in his heart and his soul, because you're that kind of a person. But once again... <laughs> A guy walks Thanks, in, the guy walks down the street and you and someone says to your 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 girlfriend or your are you with your daughter and your daughter says, Hey, look at that guy. What do you think? Is he one to ten? And right off the top of your mind, 
what would you say about Rick Harrison? Not that he's a smart guy or that he can, you know, uh, you know, he's he can talk to you and he's funny and he's got a great sense of humor. You know, what would you say he is? Well, I don't go by looks, Brad, oh, but God. I would never say, mind. I mean, Forget it. He's not completely unfortunate Forget looking. Forget it. So I would say <laughs> seven and a half or eight. Okay, well, that's better than I thought. But the point being is that you know he got remarried recently, and uh-huh. he married a woman who's like I think like twenty years younger than him, and she's like a nine in anybody's book. You okay, know? so is he like fifty? 50-something? Oh, oh, I don't know how old he is. I think he's older than that. Uh, here, let me look. I think he's... Uh, he's uh, here, let me look. Uh, Wikipedia. Here's my, my source. I love Wikipedia. And I know it's... <laughs> once again... Yes, I know. In the Urban Dictionary. Well, Wikipedia is, for a while... And, and to give you an idea of how people can write on here, our other station, crap, <laughs> somebody put on Wikipedia... That you know, if you if you look at look up radio stations on Wikipedia, it says like you know you know you know WXYZ broadcasts from studios in downtown blah blah blah, and their transmitter is located at blah 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 blah. It's stuff like that. It's all like technical stuff. Okay, so somebody put that we broadcast from a sewer. <laughs> That's what it used to say. Did you know that? Us? Yes. On on the Wikipedia page for KRAP, it used to say that we broadcast from a sewer. That's what it said on our Wikipedia page. And somebody changed it. Okay. Uh, Richard Kevin. Who did, who did that? I don't know. Uh, he is 55. He was born in 1965. Yeah, and, that, that sounds about right. And he is married to the, he was, he was, he a has. A 12-year-old. No, his third wife, uh, his first wife was Kim Harrison. He married her in 82, divorced in 85. Second wife was Tracy Harrison, made, married her in 86, divorced in 2011. And third wife is Deanna Burdett, and he married her in 2013. Uh, you know what How he's, old is she? Um, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't have a link for her. Uh, he's got. Uh-huh. He's got. I didn't realize this. He's got four kids, and Corey is the one who's on. Who's on the. Uh, who's on the show with him? Whose son and his father? Whiny. His father, uh, Richard Benjamin Harrison, and I do believe he passed away. Yes, he passed oh, away. He passed away two he? years ago, June twenty fifth. Uh, he was the old man and the appraiser, and yeah, he and he was a, a matter of fact. If you ever heard the story of him, he was the diamond in the rough. Well, he was an interesting character too because I heard an interview with him once and talked about the fact that he joined the Navy because he got forced to join the Navy. Apparently he robbed something or something like that. Back in the day, there was a deal. I don't know if they still do it anymore, but back in the day, if you got arrested for various things, you know, instead of going to prison, you could join the military. Uh, Actually, it's not like that anymore. If you have something on your record or you've gotten in trouble, you cannot join the military. But remember, they changed it because I I remember reading. I mean, my my dad told me stories about that because my dad, you know, was in World War II and then was in the reserves for, you know, I mean, totally his total career in the Army was 40 years. And he told me some of the guys he was in. He was in the Army with like in Europe who was like, okay, I, you know, these guys were my buddies, but I don't think. You know, once we got out of the service, I don't think I want to have much to do with them anymore. You know, because they were like some real characters. Anyway, we're going way long. We got to take a break. It's seven forty-seven. Ah, you know what? One of these days, one of these days, I'm going to figure out this system. <laughs> I'm not going to screw it up at least once every morning. Now it's seven forty-seven. Westplex one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning. Seven fifty-four. I am Shelley. She is Brad. Our website is bsinthemorning.show. You know, 
I find this time interesting because some people are like wound way too tight and all they can do is say negative stuff. And other people can have fun and by the same token, you know, put a smile on her face. I saw the funniest video last night. <laughs> it started out as like a tactical um, you know, not like a like almost like a SWAT team, but these were like like army kind of you know like SEAL kind of guys, and it's it shows it starts out with a sniper and he's and he's firing cover fire, and there and and then you see this 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 like you know SWAT team tactical team like army or Navy SEALs kind of guys who are all like you know uh, got all the combat gear on in there I've got all the assault weapons and the whole bit. And they're going through a building, and they're clearing the building, and obviously they're they're trying to, and it almost looks like they're trying to get like a hostage. You know what I'm talking about? I do. And then finally, and they're breaking down doors, and they're blowing up doors and things like that. And finally, they get into this one room, and there's this big, like like almost like a, a zipper bag, a huge zipper bag that they grab and they pull out of the building and then like they retreat from the building and they're firing, you know, like back at, at, at you know, at, at people who are trying to defend the building and the whole bit and they get away and they all get like, you know, where they're, you know, back in safety and they open up the bag. It's got a big zipper on it. You know, what's in it. A head. Toilet paper. <laughs> Oh, how funny. So they've attacked this building, you know, this SWAT squad, you know, like Navy SEAL kind of guys. And they attack this building for a cache of toilet paper, which is like, okay, pretty funny. Uh, Anyway, and and the reason I brought that up was, uh, here's the story. It's not just toilet people are rushing to buy. The FBI reported 3.7 million gun purchase background checks in the month of March. That's 41% above uh, what it normally would be in a single month. Updated guidance from the, fed- from the federal government has designated firearm and ash- ammunition resale. Let me try it again. Updated guidance from the federal government has designated firearm and ammunition retailers as essential services, which means they can stay open despite a growing number of states issuing stay-at-home orders. Which brings me to give a plug for one of our advertisers, Metro Shooting Supplies. He's not saying, hey, come in and buy guns. Well, actually, he is, and buy ammunition. What he's advertising on our radio station is he needs help. He's so busy with people coming in and buying guns and ammunition, also as a shooting range, that he needs people to work. If you've been laid off, if you don't have a job right now, um, this is the opportunity to essentially work at the place. He's looking preferably, uh, preferably for people who have retail and retail firearms experience if you've worked at a gun shop before uh, as far as being able to sell and answer questions for people Um, but to the point where if you are interested I think he would probably uh, take you under his wing and train you a little bit also looking for a safety officer for their firing for their uh, their shooting range I've been to the shooting range before very nice range Uh, it's still open the gun store still open looking for firearm safety officer as a range safety officer and essentially your job is to hang out at the range and make sure that everybody is being good little doobies and not uh, you know uh, trying to uh, spin the gun around on their finger like Wyatt Earp or something like that Uh, and once again perfect job for someone who has security back background, military background, police background, any, or if you're just an enthusiast, he's looking to hire. Um, he prefer that you go to his website, fill an application. It's uh, the website is buy, learn, shoot, 
buyshoot.com. Three words, but stick them all together in the website. Buy is B-U-I, buylearnshoot.com. He has two locations. Location primarily that most of our listeners would be interested in is Bridgeton. He's right off the rock road, just about eh, maybe half mile west of uh, of uh, Lindbergh on St. Charles Rock Road. He's if, if you know that area, he's on the rock road between Lindbergh and 70. It's only about, about a mile stretch there where 70 crosses underneath the rock road and uh, Lindbergh goes over the rock road. He's uh, our, our bot, you know, if you want to look at it this way, if you remember where Northwest Plaza was, which is now it's still there, but it's different. <laughs> There's no more fountains. Uh, he's right down there. So check it out, buylearnshoot.com. You know, I I will actually do that. And I've been actually sending out his information to several people that I think would be a good fit. Right. Especially if you're ex-military, if you had military experience. And, you know, once again, no matter what branch of the service you're in, you have to go through basic and they teach you how to shoot uh, mainly rifles. But if you're like an officer, they should teach you how to shoot, you know, uh, handgun stuff like that. And they more importantly, they teach you safety with a capital S-A-F-E-T-Y. That's probably the most important thing, because I have been to a range before where a guy got kicked out. And uh, it's one of those things where when you got loaded weapons, you know, everybody takes it seriously. And 99.9999999% of people uh, who are at a gun range are very, 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 very cautious. But there's always some clown who comes in. And especially if he's got his girlfriend. I shouldn't say that, should I? Hey. No, look, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> look at me. I know how to shoot a gun. And what's funny is she could probably outshoot him. But that's another story. Eight o'clock. Westplex 107.1, only human. That applies to Shelly, not necessarily to me. Some people say I'm not human. You think You so? are a beast. I'm a beast. Aren't you nice? 809. It is BS in the Morning. Our website is bsinthemorning.show. Uh, website for the station is westplex1071.com. If you want Westplex news, we've got the site for you, westplex.news. You want video news? We've got that site as well, too, westplex.video. And, you know, I think that site went down. I'm going a problem with that. I'm going to have to look at that again. double-check that. If you want information on what restaurants in the Westplex are open, what kind of services they offer, go to westplex.directory. There's two links on that page. One link goes to the Western St. Charles County Chamber of Commerce, which gives you information on stores and businesses and restaurants in that area. The other one goes to the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce, and that one is pretty much, that one's almost all restaurants, isn't it? The last time I looked at it, wasn't that the way it was? It's all restaurants in in the uh, Westplex area. It gives their location services yes, they offer. Yes, and it also hours. says what they're doing, yes. and it gives their web addresses. Right. And I think that they're updating that weekly. Yes. Well, no, I think that's almost a daily thing, because I've seen some changes on that from day to day. So they're doing a real good job. Both of the chambers are doing that. And thank you so much for uh, trying to help out all the restaurants, the small businesses. That's what we're trying to do. We are a small business. Yes, we are a small business uh, that is in the industry with giants. Uh, pretty much all the radio stations in the St. Louis area now are owned by big monster corporations. And uh, we're not. We're just a mom and pop operation. And I guess I'm the mom and, and she's the pop. Is that the way it is? <laughs> Something like that. You're a mother. <laughs> okay. I won't go any further than that. Okay. <laughs> what was, if you had to, if I ask you the question, when was the last time, the last year, that NASA launched an astronaut in space aboard an American rocket and spacecraft that originated from American soil. When would you say the last year that was? I don't know the answer to that question. Take a guess. Five years ago, 
three years ago, no. two, two years ago, six years ago? I'd say seven years. Nine years ago, 2011. That was close. For the first time since the final space shuttle mission in 2011, NASA says astronauts will launch into space on board uh, a American rocket spacecraft from American soil. Uh, they're partnering, uh, NASA is partnering with SpaceX, that's the Elon Musk company, and uh, this is a manned SpaceX Demo 2 test flight that's supposed to be scheduled in May. Of course, the launch date could be postponed depending upon the status, uh, status with the C-19 thing. Um, it's a big step because NASA's commercial crew program, which they're calling it right now, um, has uh, not original, not, you know, all the people who are at the space station, they're going up on Russian rockets. The Russians have been flying us into space, and if you're as old as I am, you'd have met, you would have remember a day when we were like racing with the Russians to get to the moon. Yes, we, we were. Now we're letting the Russians fly our guys into space. Uh, and get this, I found this was fascinating. Looking for a job, they are now hiring for, actually they're interviewing for the next class of astronauts. NASA's next class of astronauts, they already have 12,000 people who've applied to be a part of the next generation astronaut program from NASA. And you know, you and I are of that generation where we grew up with astronauts and you know and and blasting off and going to the moon, you know. And and then started the thing was, and if you've ever watched the movie Apollo 13, there was this big thing and we were going to we're going to beat the Russians to the moon and we're going to get there and we're going to beat them there and we're going to first first country in the United States, you know, in the in the in the earth, uh, the you know, first country off of planet Earth that's going to plant their flag on the moon and we're going to beat those Ruskies. And we did it. And then it just sort of everybody lost interest. And that was if you watch the movie Apollo 13, because that was Apollo 11 that made it to the moon. And then it got to the point where it's like, eh, no big deal. Remember, if you remember the movie, Tom Hanks is sort of disappointed oh, yeah. because because they're doing these live broadcasts from space and nobody's watching. Eh, nobody cares. Eh, been there, done that. Been to the moon. Eh, okay, what's next? Let's go to Mars. So nobody's really cared about the moon anymore. And then, of course, you know what happened to Apollo 13. They had the uh, explosion and uh, they barely made it back to the United, uh, made it, the United States, barely made it back to Earth. So that's the situation uh, that has changed. And, you know, I don't really know. My kids are, are, you know, pretty much grown now. But do you do you think like the, you know, like the, you know, the the grade schoolers and the middle schooler kids right now, do you think that they really even care much about the space program anymore? I think they do. You do. I do. When I was when I was a kid, that was huge. And I remember, I remember being in, in, in school when if they would have like a space launch and something like that, sometimes, I mean, this, this dates me, right? Sometimes they would wheel in the TV and we yes, they would watch it. Remember that? I mean, like, I, read, I do hey, remember that actually. We're, we're going to all sit here and watch the, you know, and, you know, they'd wheel in the TV and the AV cart would come in. Oh boy, we get to watch TV. You know, and we'd sit in our class and we'd, you know, and then there would always be like, oh, there's a hold, there's a hold, T minus three minutes and 22 seconds, and there's some problem, you know, some alarm went off, you know, and then it was like, oh, oh come on, we want to see the space, you know, we want to see the, the, you know, the rock go into the air and um, it just doesn't seem like there's that much excitement anymore you know it's because they're all on their xbox <laughs> yes, or their right they're all playstation on, or whatever the latest thing is now they're all recording tiktok videos that's what they're doing now <laughs> exactly <laughs> inappropriate you, tiktok videos and, i might add and you still don't get tiktok do you 
No. I love TikTok. To me, it's a time suck. Oh, I love TikTok. It, it, it makes me mad because I'll watch something and then all of a sudden, poof, it's over and on to the next one. And I don't know how to get back so I can see the whole thing. And I probably have to have a, uh, what's the word? A subscription or a sign on. And I don't want to do that. Well, I, I still do, uh, although I haven't, I've been canceled for my April appearance when I do uh, speaking engagements at colleges and things like that. And I talk about advertising and marketing. But one of the things I always talk about is the fact that in your hand, if you have a smartphone, you have a incredible creative tool as far as creating videos is concerned. And to the point where, I mean, you know, I back in the day when I first got into television, I did television way back when, yes, way back when, we had cameras that were, I mean, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars for the camera, and the lens was like another forty or fifty thousand. So these cameras were like a hundred thousand dollar cameras. Okay, this was back in the day when you could buy a brand new car for about four thousand dollars. Okay, and you could buy. Matter of fact, it's sort of funny because every once in a while I'll see this like, hey, you know, in nineteen sixty nine you could have bought bought this Corvette for five thousand dollars. You go, whoa, I could add a Corvette for brand new Corvette for five thousand dollars. Okay, you hold in your hand a camera that is probably 10,000 times better than what we had back in the day. And these were the top of the line professional. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I, what a nerd I am. I can still remember the cameras. They were RCA TK44A cameras. Same cameras that I learned on were the same cameras at the time that were being used by NBC for the nightly news, the you know Tonight Show, all that kind of stuff. And you hold in your hand not only a camera, but editing, sweetening, all sorts of different things. Um, you know, uh, uh, you can buy all the different programs to, uh, you know, like the, the, the mobile version of uh, all the Adobe products. You can buy, uh, you know, you can edit things on your phone. I have iMovie, which I love. I shoot videos all the time and put lower thirds on them and a whole bit. I mean, I can knock out a video. As a matter of fact, when I was teaching my class at uh, Logan a couple times, I actually showed them. I actually did a video while I was teaching the class. Did a video, shot it, produced it, lower third, and uploaded it to YouTube, and it was on you know YouTube by the end of the class. And I'm thinking to myself, man, have times changed? I mean, have things in my lifetime? You know, of course, when you're bumping up against 90 years like I am, I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of life. You know what I'm saying? You have seen a lot of life. That I, is a fact. I can remember when going to you know going to school, I had to walk 46 miles uphill in the snow barefoot in both directions it was weird because back then the earth tilted because when you went to school in the morning the the earth tilted one direction so you were you were walking uphill to go to school and then after school when the bell rung the earth tilted the other way and you had to walk uphill back home man it was it was terrible it was hell back then you know kids don't know how good they got it well they really don't those that, young, that's very true those young whippersnappers <laughs> those young whippersnappers yes 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 and and you know what? I mean, the new generation. I mean, so positive and and I mean, you know, like 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 my kids, so positive about things. You know, like if I ask one of my kids, you know, hey, what do you think about this? Oh, okay, that's what. They <laughs> Brad, Brad, Brad. <laughs> You just can't let things go, can you? Uh, no, I can't. No, you cannot. That is a that is a true it's, statement. It's, it's BS in the morning. We'll be back.
Hey, Brad, do you need... Hold on. You're still on. You're still on the air, Shelly, because... So are you. I know, and I hold on a minute. I just played that song. Boy, am I going to get a terrible critique from Jeff, man. He's going to rip this show to shreds. Okay, we'll be back. It's 819. Westplex 107.1. It's BS in the Morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. BS in the Morning. Show is our website. Okay, the uh, I, I get feedback here. We talked about things. Was it last hour? Beginning of uh, this hour? No, last hour. Uh, talking about Rick Harrison, the guy from the Pawn Stars. The yes. Gold, gold and Silver Pawn Shop in Las Vegas. Uh, lady he married. Women. You're catty. <laughs> I get they some, are. I get someone. Women are. He's married to Deanna Burdett. She's 42. Rick Harrison, the uh, Chrome Dome middle guy from the uh, Pawn Stars, is 55. And this particular uh, listener said, Deanna Burdett is a six to seven at best. I think wow. She, I think she's more attractive than that. But once again, she's 13 years younger. Um, and he's 55. And quite honestly, I don't get the Chrome Dome thing. You know, I know women are crazy about that. I know women who are like, oh, my God. I'm not necessarily crazy about that. I, I, do you get that, though? I mean, the chrome dome thing, you know? You know, people are into facial hair. People are not into facial hair. You know, everybody's got a type. Yeah, but once upon a time, if you go back, you know, way back when, the only people who had chrome dome was like Yul Brenner and the King and I. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I mean, it just, yeah, it wasn't yeah, the look, true. you know, people, and even if you were like, like, um, you know, even if you had like the MPB, you know what that is? MPB? Yeah, yeah. Big thing for, it used to be big thing for guys. You know, guys talk about it all the time. Matter of fact, one of my clients, we did, we did advertising for, that's the funny story about my daughter thought I was, well, I shouldn't, for a long time, she thought I was totally, Brad, she, just, she, she was, I thought I was totally bald and I wore a hairpiece. Anyway, MPB is male pattern baldness. And we used to have a client, I don't think they're around anymore, Apollo Hair Systems. And uh, they sold, you know, the hair things, you know, toupees, hairpieces, whatever you want to call them. And at the time, you know, guys just didn't want to be bald. And now it's to the point where, you know, guys who have full heads of hair shave their head, you know? I mean, like, and I'm going like, I don't quite get it. And here's the thing for me that nobody ever talks about, okay? Everybody always talks about skin cancer, but when you shave your head and you got a chrome dome, doesn't that make you more susceptible to skin cancer on your head? You know what I mean? See, I would think. Because when you're out and about, you know, and, you know, you know, obviously what's closest to the sun? Your head, right? Especially the top of your head. So if you're walking around and you don't have hair, and even to the point where, I mean, if you, like, I know, um, you know, I'd get this every once in a while. If I was working outside, I would actually get a little bit of a sunburn in my scalp because of the fact that if you're out and don't have anything on your head all day long, you know, the sun can, you know, permeate through your, 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 your hair. And I wouldn't like, I it wouldn't like the, the tan or the burn. I'd get in my like arms or stuff like that, but I'd get a little bit of a tingly where, Oh, got too much sun on my head. But if you don't have any hair, I mean, it's got to burn, right? 
I would think so. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times people are wearing baseball caps to uh, filter the sun on their head. But then if you sit there and you continue wear a baseball cap, it's going to and it's going to cover it's going to cause male pattern baldness on the top of your head. What the baseball cap's going to make you go bald? Yes, I don't yes. believe that. I don't believe that. I've I, heard that my whole uh, life. That's a that on that's an old wives' tale, you know. I, mean, I live by wives' tales. Brad. I don't. I think that's like, I it, it's it's more genetic than anything. I mean, you know, you're pre. You know, the the deal is, what is it? You're, you're why? Because you have the same mother and same father as your brother, and he doesn't have hair. He's a chrome dome. Yeah. Well, my dad lost most of his hair. You know, but yet my grand, oh, yeah, yeah. But my grandfather, my, you know, my grandfather, you know, my, my one grandfather, I never knew because my grandfather, the illegal alien <laughs> who died before I was ever born. Uh, anyway, my other grandfather died when I was like two and uh, he died with the full head of hair. You know, I, it, it's, it's one of those things where and supposedly, what is it? Your mother's father. And in that case, my mother's father died with the full head of hair, but yet, um, you know, I had a, I have a full head of hair, thanks to Apollo Hair Systems. My, my, my brother doesn't, but you know what? That would make sense because of the fact that, well, maybe my brother's an alien. Maybe that's what it is. I'm sure that's it, Brad. <laughs> Eight twenty-seven, Westplex one hundred seven point one, and the donut liquor. <laughs> Yeah, that's appropriate right now, Brad. Shelly goes ape every time I do that. The I do, think because about, I'm like, scream. Think about that for a minute, okay? If you don't know the story, there was Ariana Grande, and she was with her boyfriend and another couple, and they went into a donut shop, and she was licking the donuts and sticking them back in the trays, okay? Okay, think about if she would have done that, like, yesterday? She would have been arrested. Well, arrested? Man, you know, I mean, the police, she would be under protective custody because there would be people out there trying to get to her and beat her beat her up. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, do. Just like the knucklehead out there in Warrington that did the video last month where he went to the Wally World in Warrington and licked the donut, or not the donuts, licked the deodorant sticks and then yeah. stuck at the video. Hey, look at this. There's no such thing as coronavirus. I'm out at the Wally World in Warrington licking deodorant. <laughs> you know, and he's, I think he's still in jail. They, they charge him with, well, you read that yesterday, the other they day. They charge him with second degree terrorism. Yes. So imagine, imagine the donut liquor, Ariana Grande. Man, how times change. Um, here's something interesting talking about that. You think that uh, it's gotten strict in the United States as far as like uh, the, uh, you know, uh, uh, trying to uh, drastic measures to curb the uh, social spread of uh, the C-19? Panama has resorted to separating genders, allowing women and men to run errands in public on alternating days. And get this. In what the, difference does it make? I don't understand that. I mean, I don't, I don't quite understand that one. I mean, maybe they're saying that, like, well, if you're a guy and, you know, hey, hey, honey, how you doing? You know, let me give you a hug. You know, that kind of stuff. If you have the women and the men are on different days. But, you know, anyway, nowadays that doesn't make any sense. Um, in the Philippines, get this one. President Rodrigo Duarte has warned people that if they're unruly or if they break the quarantine, you know what the punishment is? No. Shot by police. <gasps> no, it's not. I swear to God. In the Philippines, President Rodrigo Duarte has warned that people who are, quote, unruly 
knock it off, are who are, uh, are, are people who are unruly or who break quarantine may be shot by police. In South Asia, experts worry coronavirus uh, protection measures may provide an opportunity for organized crime to surge in the region. So <laughs> all we need is like Governor Como to come on TV today and say, because he does this press conference every day in New York, say, okay. I'm going to take a page out of the uh, handbook of Governor or uh, you know President Duarte from uh, the Philippines. If you don't stay in your uh, your house, police are going to shoot you. What do you what do you think would happen? Can you I, imagine? I, I honestly don't know. If some crazy weird governor or start like some crazy weird mayor of a city would go on the air and go like you know like call us up. Hey, uh, can I come on your radio station this morning? Yeah, sure. I want to talk to the public. Okay, fine. You know, hey, you're on. Yes, this is Mayor So-and-so. And I put a new rule into effect. We've got all new guns for our police department. If we catch you out and about and you're not doing something important like going to get medicine, you're going to be shot on sight. Thank you very much. And he walks out. I mean, people would go ape. I mean, you know, and, and then. Yes, you know, they would. And then, you I know. I mean, that is actually taking away almost every freedom that we have. Well, I mean, there are people that say that we've already lost a lot of the freedoms because they're saying that, you know, that martial law is next. I mean, you know, you hear the crazies, you know, talking about like, you wait, what's this is what's going to happen. It's going to get so bad. It's going to get terrible. Okay. Change subjects real quick. Okay. This thing with the Tiger King. And I have to be honest about. Two weeks ago, someone that I know said to me, are you watching the Tiger King? And I go, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you know, Joe Exotic. I'm going, I have no idea what you're talking about, you know, because it's on Netflix. And first, I don't, I don't have Netflix. OK, now it's gotten to the point where everybody who is at home is like watching this. And it's crazy time. If you don't know the whole story, it's this crazy guy. Let me find his name. He's got like six names. It's one of these things that's like, okay, how do you do this? Uh, And all you have to do is just type in Tiger and you get Tiger King. And the guy's name is, uh, where's the Wikipedia page on it? That's all my thing. They've got the episodes here. Uh, The the official title of the the Netflix um, special or Netflix series is seven, seven part series, seven episodes. Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. And the real guy's real name is, here it is. The guy's name is, um, he's a really weird name. He's got a hyphenated weird name. Joseph Allen Maldonado Passage. And Maldonado and Passage is hyphenated. uh, Known as Joe Exotic. And he is like a tiger freak, and he owns tigers, and he owns a tiger park or something like that in Oklahoma. And his nemesis is this woman who is in Florida who is a uh, tiger, what do you call it, rescuer. You know, like you have like the, the you know, the you know, the pet yes. rescuer, the dog rescuer, they go in and she, and apparently they have this big, long battle that she says, and I haven't watched the whole stupid show. I've read the synopsis that she's claiming that he's harming these tigers and, and she's like trying to get his tiger park shut down and he's trying to, you know, tell her. And then the bizarre part of it is with her, she's been, you know, married a couple times and one of her ex-husbands disappeared and they infer that it's Joe Tiger that did that. 
And really? Then, yes. And the story goes, once again, I haven't seen the entire thing, but I've read the synopsis, is that why he's in jail right now is that this battle between her and this other gal got so intense that he got mad at her to the point where he wanted to kill her, and he hired a guy to kill her. The only problem was the guy he hired was an undercover FBI agent. And it Ruh-roh. didn't yeah, didn't go well for That's him. That's going to leave a mark. <laughs> yes, didn't go well. You know, when you're going to hire somebody, you don't want to hire an undercover, or you want to hire somebody to murder somebody, you don't want to hire an undercover FBI agent, because that normally ends badly, and that's supposedly It, it, it really does. So, And the controversy <laughs> that came out yesterday that everybody... Uh, involved in you know all these pe- all the players in this all come out and they say oh this is not what we were told when the documentarian people came to us they we thought it was going to be something about they the 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 analogy they said was going to be they thought it was going to be a a documentary like blackfish you know what blackfish is I do not blackfish is the documentary let me see who did that one blackfish is the documentary that uh, some people did which was like a hit piece on SeaWorld, and essentially it was like uh, the story of, uh, yeah, here it is, the story of uh, Tilkum, or Tilakum, a captive whale that has been taken alive several people, underscores problems within the sea park industry, man's relationship to nation, and how little has been learned about these highly intelligent mammals. And it's been out for a while. It was, uh, it's been out since 2013, and that was actually done by CNN Films. It was done by a lady. Get, I guess, oh, man, she's got a beautiful name. I love this name. You know Gabrielle. Her name? Gabriella. And you know what her last name is? How would you have, like to have this name? Her first name is Gabriella. His, her last name is not. I'm not making this up. Her last name is Cowperthwaite. C-O-W-P-E-R-T-H-W-A-I-T-E. I guess you say Cowperthwaite? Cowperthwaite? What is it? I, I have no idea how you would pronounce that. <laughs> so, And that's what Blackfish is about. And they thought this was going to be at least the, the tiger save lady or whatever her name is. She thought that they the producers of the of the documentaries told her that that's what she claims, that it was going to be another Blackfish, that they were going to show like, oh, it's terrible how these tigers are treated. And, oh, it's terrible. You know, I'm going like, man. And supposedly this is like, Everybody and their brother who's quarantined at home is watching this. And now the things I've seen is everybody say it's hyped up. And it's sort of like one of these, you know, it's sort of like watching. You ever watch NBC Dateline? Well, I don't have a television, but I have watched it Okay, you know what I'm talking about, okay? And they have that one guy who's sort of the creepy guy that does a lot of the Datelines. And he sort of talks like this. Yes. And then Shelly had the tenacity to walk in the room and say... My underwear is on too tight. That would be audacity. (laughs) Anyway, I mean, he says weird stuff. (laughs) But the the idea, the point I was trying to make with, with Dateline is that they take... 40 minutes worth of video and turn it into two hours, you know, and like they Petty go, fogging. well, they go away to a break, you know, a commercial break, and then they come back. Hey, and as we just told you before the commercial break, Joe Smith was walking down the street and tripped over a Ferrari and then it broke his nose and he sued the Ferrari owner. And this is where we're at right now. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. They keep repeating the same stuff. Hey, here's where we're at, you know, and it's like, okay, can't you just give us like the 
the Cliff Notes version of NBC Dateline, which would be like 20 minutes minus the commercials, minus all the other stuff. Anyway, um, the, 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 the uh, um, documentary that I saw, which was fascinating, was the one about the women who were running for uh, House of Representatives in 2018. And one of the ladies who was running against uh, uh, Clay here in the St. Louis area was featured in that. And I believe all the women lost, with the exception of, you know, who won who was in this documentary? Who? AOC. And that's why the documentary got to be big time. And the documentary, uh, it was a husband and wife uh, documentary crew that put the thing together. They followed all these candidates around uh, during the 2018 election for House of Representatives. And I think it cost them their expenses, you know, everything, travel, uh, $50,000, $60,000, something like that. They sold it to, they sold it, I think they sold it to Netflix for $11 million. <laughs> you know, now... Obviously, they put a year of sweat and blood into this where they spent their you know, entire day, night following these five candidates around, you know, videotaping them, then going back and editing it. And, you know, whenever you do like a documentary, it may be like a, you know, like an hour documentary. There may be a hundred hours of material that that documentary is, is, is called from. You know what I'm saying? You know, yes. and and to the point where like, you know, there, there's like days and maybe weeks, maybe even months of sitting around editing that and, you know, and scripting it and, you know, and doing the, you know, the voiceovers and stuff like that. But anyway, got to be big thing. Documentaries. I love them. You know, the one I like the most, the documentary I love the most. Which one? The one about you and I. Oh, really? There's a documentary about us. Yeah. And what's it called? The Odd Dumb couple? and Dumber. The Odd Couple. The odd couple? <laughs> no, dumb and dumb. I can see that. <laughs> no, smart and dumber. You're the smart one. I'm the dumber one. It's 845. Westplex 107.1. Drink up. There are some people really? that uh, are at the bar already, and they're getting ready for work, right? <laughs> Got to drink up. 855. And I'm laughing about that, but I shouldn't because I know a couple of those people. <laughs> I work with them in the radio business. 855. BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. BS in the morning. Dutch show. Okay. Um I'm going to read something to you, and I know I'm going to take political heat on this. I'm going to read a quote, and then I'm going to say, when was that said, and who said it? You ready? Uh Uh-huh. There's the quote. The American people should not be worried or frightened by this. It is very, very low risk to the United States. It isn't something that the American public needs to worry about, to to be worried about, or to be frightened about. Okay. Once again, the American people should not be worried or frightened by this. It is a very, very low risk to the United States. It isn't something that the American public needs to worry about or be frightened about. Okay, first off, who said it? I don't know, but it goes against the grain of everything that every political person is saying. Dr. Fauci said that. Did he really? Yes, on January. After everything that he has been spewing out, he said that? January 26th. So a little bit over two months ago, January 26th. This oh, is, well, that's it, things have changed. Yeah, I know. But once again, this is the expert. And I guess and I'm not trying to make a point, but maybe I am trying to make a point is that once again, this is the guy. This is the expert. And this is the expert who the other day said on TV, oh, there's going to be 100,000, 200,000 deaths. And, you know, 65 days ago, this guy was saying, hey, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Things are good. This guy's the expert. So, you know, once again, 
And oh boy, there's my phone. There's people who complain already. They're making fun of what I'm saying. Here, let me see this. Oh, look, the off button. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that things change. And even the experts got caught flat-footed on this one. You know, one of those things. And everybody make, making fun of Trump. But guess what? Guess who his advisor was back in January when Trump was making these comments? Oh, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. It was these guys. Because yes, he, it was. he was taking the advice of his experts. And now the experts are like, you know, you know, like now it's like, oh, my God. Did you hear what Dr. Fauci said today? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. Maybe it's one of those things. Maybe he's right this time and he was wrong then. Or maybe he was, you know, I mean, you know, once again, I mean, I, I guess the thing that always bothers me, it would be like, OK, I've done the radio business for a long time. And it would be like you say to me, you know, hey, Brad, you know, the times are tight for a radio business. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? And I'd say, oh, by the end of the year, every radio station is going to be off the air. There's going to be no, no more radio. It's all going to be, everybody's going to be off the air. Nobody's going to be broadcasting anymore. And all the radio stations, the towers are going to be all torn down. And Why and, do you do that? No, Why do you stick that stuff out in the universe? I'm trying to make fun of it because of the fact that that's not the, going to be the case. Probably by no, the end. No, it's not going to be the case. But why end, do you stick it out in the universe anyway? So you're one of these people that says, once it comes out of my mouth, it's in the universe. And people should, you know, should, you know, pay heed to the fact that if you say something if i said like shelly's going to go out today and she's going to uh play a game online and she's going to win a new ferrari that'll happen well it's much better than all the radio (laughs) stations are going to be okay let me let me go on record saying here's what's going to happen shelly's going to be driving down the highway today and I think it'll be about 11 o'clock this morning, and she's going to be on 364, headed east on Page from the, uh, the, the whatever the bridge is, the Veterans Memorial Bridge. And she's going to be down mm-hmm. in, the, in the flats there in Maryland Heights, and a Brinks truck is going to pull in front of her, and they're going to have a blowout. And the rear door of the Brinks truck is going to, f- is going to fly open, and there's going to be $10 million that's going to fall under the pavement. And A million that, billion dollars. <laughs> then what's going to happen is all these people are going to try and come and steal the money, and Shelly is going to single-handedly fend them off, provide first aid to one of the Brinks drivers who was injured in the accident, at the same time fending off these people who are trying to steal the money. And then tomorrow, it's going to come out that the Brinks company is going to say, oh, my God, Shelly was such a wonderful woman, and she helped out our Brinks driver who was injured, and $10 million fell out of the back of the Brinks truck, so we're going to give her a 10% you know, uh, bounty for the fact that she, you know, a 10% you know, award, and we're going to give her a million dollars, and she's going to give a million dollars. So if I put that out in the, in the universe, it's going to happen. <laughs> Just, well, I think just that's like a that. better, better option. <laughs> it's going to happen just like that. Everything Pretty I said. Pretty much like that. Oh, okay. And as a matter of fact, I would share my million dollars with you, Oh, Brad. you are so kind. So, <laughs> I so would. Now that I put it out in the universe, so that's going to happen. And, and It may not happen today or tomorrow, but it will happen. <laughs> okay. We'll have to wait and see. Nine o'clock. That's going to do it for BS in the morning. We are out of here tomorrow. A special guest, we have uh, Reverend, does he call himself? No, he calls himself Pastor. Pastor. Pastor, Pastor Chris, Chris Highfill, who uh, will tell us about what's going on with his church. And uh, he's actually, uh, I'm not saying anything that's secret now because I saw this on his Facebook page. He's telling the story of his wife, who is a ER nurse, 
mm-hmm. who has now got the virus. And I believe his daughter does as well, too. So, yes. um, you know, Chris is going to be an interesting guest. Chris is always a super good guy, and it's going to be interesting to hear what he says. And we're going to specifically talk about how his church is changing in the respect that they're not having services physically anymore, but they're having them online and virtually. So, uh, you know, we'll, uh, what, what time is he tomorrow? Do you have a set time for him? Uh, seven. A little bit after seven o'clock. Okay, that's it. Yep. Shelly, we're done. Any party? Brad, it's been a slice of heaven as usual. <laughs> Everybody, have a great day. The sun is out. It's 9.03. Peace and be safe. And that's it? That's all you're going to say? Oh, I am going to say, so tune in tonight or this afternoon from 4 to 6 when we have BS in the PM. And Shelly, if I were going to ask you how you'd rate our show today, how would you? how many uh, doinks would you give it? I'd give it four doinks. Oh, that's what I just did. I played four doinks. <laughs> you did? I did. I just played four doinks. I didn't even hear them. Uh, they are right there. You didn't hear them? Come on. That's what they were. And then, Shelly. Okay, I heard them now because I've, I've got to take out one of my earbuds. If I were to ask you, um, what do you think, um, you know, if the sun is going to be out today, what would you say? And if I asked you uh, what day of the week it is, you would say, what year is this, Shelly? What planet are we on? <laughs> Do you hear that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was me going, oh, look, it's 9.04. Have a great day, everybody.